I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just want to inspire people and I want to make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in. Just show me a sign. To close it out, a week later, I'm at the gas station and I meet this homeless guy and asked me, he asked me for money. And I said, you have more money than me. And he said, change your mindset, change your life and walks away. Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson. And each week, I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dreaming Out Loud with your host, me, Morgan T. Nelson. Look, guys, before we get started in today's interview, I'm obligated to share something with you that's been a complete freaking game changer to my life. If you want to grow any kind of business or grow yourself, grow your income or pursue your dream, do you know where it all actually starts? It starts with your health. So your outer world is a direct reflection of your inside world. So when you're thinking clearer and sharper, and you're feeling healthier, happier, and you've got more energy and vitality, everything around you starts to amplify. So that's why I have one of these bad boys every single day. It's called BEA or a beer is what I call it. It stands for Botanical Energy and Adaptogens. So guys, this is straight up the world's healthiest energy drink. It's been a complete game changer in my life and my business. It's jam-packed full of all the good stuff that our bodies actually need every single day and it has a full serving of vegetables, but tastes nothing like it, thank God, right? That's pretty good. Uh, it's so freaking easy. I love it. It's so easy to be able to swap this out for a coffee. Like I used to be a coffee fanatic, energy drink fanatic, and this is just way, way, way better to swap it out for these things. You know, when I used to be a carpenter, I lived off energy drinks because I knew that I needed it to get through the big days of work. Otherwise, I'd just crash out. But I also knew the damage it was doing to my body every single day. And if I continued doing it, I knew that ultimately my life would just start to get even worse than what it was. So I'm so freaking stoked that now I've got my hands on this drink, that it's got a nourishing blend of raw nutrients sourced from whole fruit, fruits, and vegetable ingredients, guys. And it's got none of the bad stuff that ruins the insides of your bodies. So if you guys want to grab your case of BEA, then jump in the link of this episode right now and you're going to get 25% off as one of my listeners. All right, jump in right now, grab yours and come and share a can with me. All right. Now, let's get into this interview. Okay, today's guest is an author, multiple business owner, and one of the top motivational speakers on the planet. But it didn't all start there. He grew up with an alcoholic, abusive, drug-dealing dad who was murdered when he was 12 years old. And by a teenager, he was breaking into cars and houses, and it went as far as being sentenced to 12 years in prison for drug smuggling, but fortunately only served two and a half of those years. After reading the book, The Power of Positive Thinking, 282 times, he decided to take full ownership of his life and focus on serving people, adding value, and putting his health first because he knew that he can only reach a certain level of happiness if you're not really healthy. So since then, he's been able to create multiple six-figure businesses, travel around the world, speaking on stages in multiple countries, and be able to create his dream life while motivating and inspiring thousands of other people to do the exact same. So please help me welcome the guy who went from being homeless, living in his car for two and a half years, to now being the most sought-after motivational speakers in the world and the author of the book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, my man, Mr. Garen Jones. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm just going to take it all into this heart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm so good, bro. I'm, I'm so fired to do this. And, you know, we're just chatting before here. I'm like, you know, sometimes when I bring people on, like, I'm really excited to meet them and stuff. And then the more I kind of research you and put this bio together, I was like, dude, I'm so fired up to just hear more of your story. And because you so often you see people on social media and you see what they're creating now. And then you look a little bit deeper. It's like, holy crap, it's such a transition. So dude, I'd love to kind of hear a bit, um, you know, as soon as this podcast, a bit of the the underlying message is to kind of inspire people to actually that they can go and pursue their dreams. Yeah. Regardless of their background and what they've been through. So can you take us back a bit, man? Like surely you've had this bit of a crazy upbringing. How did this all kind of start? Like what, what's your story, bro? So I'll give you some bullet points. Um, I've never been afraid of anything in my life. My mom, she used to say I was very fearless. And then I remember one day she asked, I asked her if, if she could buy me something, she said, whenever you can make your own money, you can buy whatever you wanted. That had me to just be like, okay, okay, what can I do? What can I do? I created a lemonade stand. I started going door to door and washing people's cars and mowing their lawns and things like that. And I would, I would dive into a, a lake called Alligator Island that was infested with alligators to go and get golf balls because nobody else was brave enough to do that. But because there was alligators in it, it was full of golf balls. Dive down with a, tra- a black trash bag as if it was float, because it was illegal, floating into the, the little lake, grab the golf balls, sell them for, for a dollar. So that was me. But then that mentality was me just going out as I got older, stealing candy, stealing baseball cards and selling them. So I never developed the, list, the, the, the discipline. I would just do whatever I needed to do to make money. So that turned into breaking into cars, into houses, going in and out of juvenile for six and a half, seven months. And it just kept going. The train kept going. So my upbringing was hanging around a crowd of people that was doing the same thing, always being grounded, always being spanked. Um, And I just, you know, I have a saying, adults are deteriorated children until they wake up and learn something new. Well, I didn't learn anything new until I was 32 years old. So imagine going your whole life just deteriorating, but keeping the same principles that you were domesticated with. To make a long story short, in 2011 was the lowest point of my life. I was $200,000 in debt. Uh, My girlfriend had just uh, broken up with me because I couldn't figure my life out. My daughter pretty much disowned me. I was an ex-convict and I I was 40 pounds overweight and I was just so depressed. And I just remember one day that I cried out and I was like, okay, I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be healthy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just want to inspire people and I want to make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in. Just show me a sign. To close it out, a week later, I'm at the gas station and I meet this homeless guy and asked me, he asked me for money. And I said, you have more money than me. And he said, change your mindset, change your life and walks away. In that moment, 
I never had a set of words stop me and my entire thought process and its tracks and make me think. And I just kept saying, change your mindset, change your life, change your mindset. So if I do something different with the same circumstance, then my life will change. Change your mindset, change your life. Well, it's been nine years. And in areas of my life where I'm not happy, in areas of my life where I resist the most, I've taught myself how to do the opposite. And my life is a reflection of all the opposite things that I did. And I've manifested the life of my dreams that keeps on evolving because I am no longer the same person. I've literally pulled myself out of the paradigm day by day into this new paradigm called transformational change. And here we are today talking about transformation. That's phenomenal, man. What, what happened with the, before we go forward and break down more things, I'm curious to know with the whole, how did, how did you go down the path of facing almost 12 years in prison? Well, um, I was um, drug running. So I used to drive, you know, vehicles from one border to the next. I did it like seven times and they'd pay me 4,000 pounds at that time, the, the U.S. dollar was 2.3. I mean, the one pound equaled 2.3 U.S. dollars. So they would pay me 4,000 pounds cash, which was $8,000. And I never had that quick of fast cash in a day's worth of work. And I was like, man, this is cool. I've done modeling. I've done acting. But it takes two months for me to get a check. Mind you, I grew up. I didn't have a discipline on how to make the money. I just did whatever it took to make the money. So I had no remorse on the things that I did living this fearless, fearless life. Well, you get caught with 6.2 kilos of heroin, how much time do you think you'd get? Mm. So that's what, that's what happened. And uh, that was something that I needed to face for the first time in my life my actions actually smacked me in the face and woke me up to the path that I was heading on. Yeah. And when you talked about being at the lowest point in your life and call it rock bottom, is that when you're in prison or is it homeless? Or is the, how did this happen in the timeline? Which was first? Well, the thing about it is when you say prison, everybody has had a form of prison. So it's like if you're in a job that you don't, like for 10 years and you just feel like you're stuck and like, oh, I can't leave. That's prison. So it's less about prison, but the mentality that I had while I was in prison. See, I learned how to, I was reading positive books because I had all the time. The lowest point of my life is when I was living in my car. I stopped reading books I was 40 pounds. I'd never been that heavy. I was 40 pounds overweight, super negative, super gossiping, uh, no money in the bank. You know, in prison, I didn't have to worry about money because they were feeding me every day. This, there's sometimes when I was living in my car, that was a different kind of prison. When you're in a mental prison while still being free, it's the worst kind of prison to be in. And uh, that was the rock bottom because I tried to take my life. I'd never contemplated that, but I tried to take my life that night. So 
what makes what makes you different to someone else who's also going through like because so many people go through crazy challenges in their life whether it be the same things you've gone through or other emotional abuses or challenges or setbacks or bankruptcies and so many people go through so many things what makes you different to go on and creating this extraordinary life multiple six seven figure incomes dream life to other people who kind of stay there and stay in this victim kind of mentality so if you were in elementary school and you didn't do what it takes to pass the test you wouldn't go to the next grade what makes me different We're all the same, but in this particular context, the separation is I learned what my tests were. You know, I learned that you hold on to resentment. That's like having a parasite to your future. If you don't learn how to forgive, if you don't love yourself, most people don't love themselves and they look at the surface to the surface things as the problem. They're like, oh, but I got into this fight or I keep attracting this guy or I keep attracting this girl and things like that. What I learned was when you can find out the point of where that started. Something happens to you when you're five, you tell yourself a story about what happened and you will live out that narration. And so I learned how to go to the root cause of all of the things that was having me negative, insecure, gossiping, not being able to forgive people. When I got to the root of it, I could change the story. Once I changed the story, the way I looked at life was completely different. So learning how to love people no matter what, even when they do things that's negative to you, a hard thing to do however on the other side of that is the door to more so i think it was my relentless relentless pursuit to know who i am it was my relentless because once i knew something about myself then i could actually do something about it and not be controlled by all of these unseen things from my past or be con mentally controlled by my mom's narrative of how I should live my life. But no, you grow up in a house where mom and dad says, oh, we don't have any money. We can't afford it. You think that you're going to grow up and just come into this abundance? There wasn't even abundance consciousness in the house. So whatever you were domesticated with in your childhood, nine times out of 10, you're actually living out as an adult. I went back to that domestication and change my domestication and how I saw myself. And I realized that life's not happening to you. It's responding to you. So I get to change the response by how I respond to myself and how I see myself. I'm no longer lonely uh, uh, by myself. I'm no longer pitiful. I no longer, when is it ever gonna happen for me? Because that, your life is gonna literally look just like that low resonating energy. And it wasn't something that just happened. It was a everyday process of pursuing to be the fullest expression of myself. 
I'm not a tree, so I don't have to stay stuck right where I am. What, what are some, what's some advice for some people? Like how can you start to go back and, and discover some of these stories and things we've created along the way in our childhood? So I want to give you, I want to give you an example of something that would just paint a picture for people. Three years ago, I'm going to show it to you because it's, uh, it's, it's pretty profound. Three years ago, I had a, uh, I had a root canal. Oh, I've had that. <laughs> That's I, I had a root canal and, and it was the most painful thing in the world. And I went to the dentist. Um, I mean, my face was the size of Thanos from Avengers. And they were like, well, you got to get a root canal. I was like, how is that possible? I got a root canal 17 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> but this is what he said. Well, whoever originally did the root canal didn't get it all the way to the root. So it's rotten at the core. And you've got 17 years worth of infection that is showing up on the surface. In that moment, I was like, oh my God. I had the biggest epiphany because I, I knew why every girl ever dumped me. I knew why I, I didn't have the singing group anymore. I knew why I got fired. In the wrong places. You can't pull a weed from the surface. You gotta pull a weed from the root. So, it's really doing a self-evaluation of yourself. So here's something tangible that you can do. It's like, say for instance, you, every time somebody yells, like if you're in a relationship and your boyfriend yells or your girlfriend yells, and then all of a sudden you get triggered and you turn really cold and you start cursing. They're like, what happened? Like, I don't know. If you don't know why you're acting a certain way, that means you're been uh, something else under a different stimulus is controlling you. Well, wouldn't you want to know what's freaking controlling you? So I had to tail it all the way back. Okay, what's my earliest memory of somebody yelling at me? Oh, my dad was yelling at me and he used to just speak at me and direct my energy and I hate his guts. Well, guess what? Just like a cell phone, if you leave an app open, it will stay open. So if you don't, if you have open wounds that you stuffed away in your past, just like an app, it'll stay open and that wound will continue to keep growing and it'll follow you until you do something about it. Because the whole purpose, I feel the whole purpose in life is to love and be loved but how can you love with hate in your heart? So when you go back to the root of it, you've got to clear it and you clear it through forgiveness and apologies and letting go of resentment. And then from the clearing, it's like, it's like a, a, a white canvas. You can paint a masterpiece. Well, from the clearing, you've got to create a new possibility from the point of impact, because that's where all the power is. So I create the impact after I apologize for my part in holding resentment. And then I say, I'm creating the possibility for having a fun, loving, open relationship where we're both, you know, just, just learning from each other and growing. 
doesn't mean it's going to happen now. And it's not about how they respond. I actually don't care how they respond because that's their journey. It's all about clearing myself and what's in my soul. Once I create the possibility, now I can focus on the possibility and that will pull me forward instead of the recreation of my past. Most people are being, are living out different variations of their past and thinking that it's something new. No, your life is actually following. It's following you so you can teach you the lesson that you are designed to learn. That's why when you love and forgive and, and even when you clean your room, there's a sense of freedom inside of that. Because there's not supposed to be junk in your past. So don't leave the past in the past if you didn't get the lesson because your future will now become a variation of your past. Yeah, that's so interesting. And, and like whenever I'm going through like personally things, uh, like new challenges and things like this, I, I get really weirdly excited um, of new challenges because like it's like I really think that perception is just everything and we can look at things and be like, you know, why me, blah, blah, blah. Or we can look and be like, holy crap, what can I learn here? Like, like and, and some of the biggest challenges in my life have taught me the biggest things ever. And what you were talking about, like, like another thing I do all the time, I literally did this uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Everything, every time I come up with a new thing, like I feel guilt about something or shame about something or I'm angry about something or there's just something there, I'll just write a letter. I'll write an, an apology letter, a forgiveness letter or a, or a letting go letter and I just burn it, <laughs> you know, and people who are so close to me, uh, that's always the advice I'm always given. They're like, you and your letters. I'm like, yeah, you know why? Because they work. <laughs> they, they work if you keep actioning after. It's not like you write it out, you burn it. Oh, now I'm all good. But it's like building this muscle. And like you were saying, it's like, you know, kind of tying a bow of the past, but then recreating a new possibility, right? Like talking to something new. Yeah. Something I want to share though, because somebody will do that. And then they'll be like, well, why is it back? Well, you got to look at your mind like a garden. The gardener is to keep the up and weed out weeds as they come up. Weeds don't need anything to grow but time. They don't need water. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what weather it is. All they need is time. So the weeds of your past, if you will allow it, will come and overtake your mind. And so somebody will do, write the letter, or they'll do the, the root work that I, was, that I was talking about. They're like, well, why is it back? I'm like, well, when was the last time you read your book or you did your affirmations, you worked on developing your mind? They were like, a week ago. Okay, cool. You've taken a shower for 10 years straight, and then you stopped taking a shower for a week. Do you smell good or do you stink? I stink. Why do you stink? You're supposed to take a shower every day. Cool. You brush your teeth every day for 20 years. You stop for five days. Does your breath smell good or does it stink? It stinks. Why? You're supposed to brush your teeth every day. Okay. Your mind must be showered every day or else the dirt and the gunk starts to build up. So no matter what you do, it's a constant lifestyle of upkeep if you want the garden of your mind to keep producing valuable fruit. 
Yeah. And if we're not consciously putting it in there, it's so where we're, it's like we're walking around with this coolly open up mind to, to be manipulated and to have weeds grow and planted from social media and the news and yeah. toxic people, you know, and it's so easy to pick up, tune into a podcast like this or to get on your YouTube or buy your book, right? There's so many things to do where you can continually keep doing this. But why, why do you think so many people don't do it when they know it's like, cause you probably have seen it so many times, especially in your industry. I see it all the time. People see what could be, they start getting some results and they fall back into old habits or they stop doing the thing that they were doing once like got them to where they were. Why yeah. do you think people stop that? I think it's a lack of awareness. You can't change what you're not aware of. So I, I think most people, at least the ones that I've come across, don't realize that um, learning is lifelong. And so when they stop, like we weren't designed to stop. That's why we have joints all over our bodies. We're actually designed to move. And so when you stop and you start using language like I feel stuck and da, 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 and complaining and all this, all of that language is the language that steals your dreams. And I think for most people, there's a lack of awareness around one, who they are. Because we grow up and your mom says, you need to do this, you this. Society says this, this person says this, this person. And then when you give power to other people's perspectives of how you think they think you should show up in this world, now you give power to everything outside of you. The reason why it's difficult to stay focused and maintain upkeep and keep going is because a lot of times people don't know who they are. So that's why even this pandemic, it was difficult for a lot of people because they're not used to being with themselves. So when you're not used to being with yourself, you find things to distract them. Let me go get this. Let me go, let me get this. Let me get, but, and so when you're with yourself, now you got to face who you really are and it'll start creeping up. And so that's where a lot of people overcompensate in certain areas and all these. I learned all of this when I was in prison. So this was a skill that I brought from just being, you know, as I connected the dots looking backwards, nobody was going to come and save me. So I had to figure out how to do something with my mind, but I didn't have bills. I didn't have girls. I didn't have, there wasn't anything that I had access to, but my brain and time and myself. So in losing myself, I discovered myself. In losing my freedom, I discovered my freedom. Most people, when they're losing themselves, they don't even realize that the universe is taking things out of their lives so they can remember who they are. Remember, 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 you're not the car, you're not the girl, you're not the money. And the more you give power to it, okay, I'm but yourself remember that's why it gets difficult because most people aren't grounded in who they are they're grounded in the approval of other people and the worthiness of other people this is so 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 true and 
I'm not sure if it was the pandemic. Uh, maybe it just kind of heightened it for me. Or like, I think you now I was telling you before this podcast a year ago, I was like, man, I'm on top of the game. I'm crushing it. I'm certain and blah, 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 blah. Then this year I'm like, holy crap, there's so many things I actually don't know. I started really understanding the start of this year about all worthiness and seeking approval and approval seeking behavior and things like this. And I'm like, holy crap, I do some of those things now. Oh, I'm so aware. Oh my God, this is crazy. And and then I think it really got heightened through this pandemic. So I'm so grateful for it because I don't think if I was forced to sit here in Australia, I never would have had some of the major breakthroughs I've had this year. So this could be, but and I know that I'm a bit of a rare breed. Like I obsess on becoming so much better so I could help so many more people. But I know so many people right now would be struggling with being with themselves. So when you were completely by yourself in prison, just you and your mind, what are some, because there'd be so many people listening to this right now that have been taken out of their routine. They've got their freedom taken away. How can you start to be with yourself and be okay with yourself? Because there's been some moments for me where I've been like, okay, I'm overhanging out with myself and I find myself like a new vice or this or this, right? So what are some kind of tips for some people to kind of process better through this right now and some new things kind of look and think about? Well, let me give you some context. See this iPhone? Yeah. Ever so often they say, time for an update, time for an update. What do you think people typically do if they're texting or if they're scrolling and then the update thing comes? What do they do? They push it away. They push it away. And then it's time to update, push it away. Time to update, push it away. Time to update. And then magically, the screen cracks. And then magically, something happens to the phone. It's not an accident. Energy goes where energy flows. So you find it odd that in order for them to go from one phone to like iPhone 12, they change the features, the processing speed. Yeah, they have gone through all the updates. You get new buttons, a new look. There's so many different things. Still an iPhone, but there's an upgraded version of the iPhone, which means you had to let go of the old camera. Discovery, creation, someone created a new camera. Discovery, new phone look. Discovery, so what happens when it comes to humans, reason why it gets so hard is because there's a manual update that happens inside of us. And humans are so used to going to the next and going to the next and pushing out that when it's time to upgrade and you get a small sign where it's time to grow, he's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it next week. Oh, man, I already had this put-put golf game planned or something like that. They keep pushing away the upgrade. They don't change the new camera feature. There's features in your mind, your attitude, your energy, your health, the way you see yourself. All of those are features. Well, what do you think would happen to a human if you didn't update? And you didn't change anything about the processing speed. And you didn't change and all of it is just left there. What do I do? When you have to ask that question, it's time to discover. It's time to create. It's time to build. It's time to learn. 
That's your time to actually fill your tank with stuff and all of a sudden an idea will pop up. So I've got, I've got it down to a science and that's why whenever the pandemic happened and something else happened, this is what I did, exactly what I did. When I was in prison, when I was in prison, I remembered, oh, I used to love to draw. It, made, it brought me so much joy. So I'm gonna start drawing again. So I started drawing for other inmates, portraits of their family, and bringing joy to their lives. Pay attention. Using my gifts that make me the most happiest and giving it to other people and bringing joy to their lives. I did that. I was singing every day. I remember that I love singing. And the inmate goes, every time you sing, it makes me feel free. Taking what I love brought joy to somebody else's life. I love exercise and everything. There was nobody running in the yard. I started running for an hour in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. 30 days, there was 60 inmates running with me. There was less fights, less stabs, less stabbings, less drug deals. And that's when I was introduced to what value was because I never felt more free than when I was on lockdown because while I was free, I did what everybody else wanted me to do and nothing that was locked into my soul. And we had an, we had an opportunity to watch Shawshank Redemption because we were watching movies once a month, which is a movie that's based out of prison. Tim Robbins says, they can take anything they want away from me, but they, they can't take away my mind. And instantly I knew why I was in prison because while I was free, my language was, I feel like I'm so far away from where I'm supposed to be. I feel like I'm in prison inside of my own body. And I manifested being in prison far away from where I was supposed to be, in France, in a prison. But once I realized that, that's when I became a free man. I was like, so the outside doesn't determine my freedom. When I do everything that I love, it accesses the most powerful frequency in the world, the heart. And I became free. And when I assume the characteristics of somebody who is free, out of, no, out of nowhere, they retested the drugs. They had already tested them three times. Why would they test them again? When I was acting like a free man, as if I was already free, they retested the drugs. Jones, we retested the drugs. 90% of it was fake. For the part that was real, you've already done the time, you're free to go. No way. The power is in your heart. The power is in the stuff that you used to love to do when you were a kid, even if you aren't doing, a, doing it around business. It's to it's amplify yourself up so much that it fills up your cup and the world benefits from your overflow. Well, guess what? Just like a baby that's inside of a womb, it grows too big and then all of a sudden it gets pushed into the next realm called delivery. The value that I added to myself was too big for me so it overflowed into the other prisoners and it was too big for the prison 
So the fetus of me being in prison grew too big for the space. So it had to deliver birth called free Gary. And I use this in everything that I do now. This is so freaking amazing. Um, this year, I, I think I discovered pretty much the same thing. Cause like, you know, everything I'm usually on the road, like pre, I forget what you just said. You're like, when you were free, you actually were doing so many things for other people and forgot to do the things for yourself and slowing down. You realize all the things you love. And that was, that was exactly what I was doing. Like all I'm on, I'm always on planes. I think the start of this year until Corona locked us down, I was on, I think the first nine weeks this year, I think I was on 12 or 13 different planes. And I think I spoke on, I don't know, like seven, seven stages or eight stages, something like that with another four booked in all in the first like nine, 10 weeks of the year. And, and I felt myself, I'm like, I love doing this, but for some reason I'm like, there's something missing. So when it all started to get closed, I was like, yes, I'm so okay with this. I started this discovery process. And what I started to doing was what I realized is I actually love time on my own. I freaking love it. It's actually the, the most fun I ever have. And I'm a very social, I'm a, like a yellow personality. I love being around people. I love fun. But what I realized is that if I don't just do things by myself and things that I love just doing with just me, then I can't be my best version to do my biggest purpose and help other people, right? It was, it was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, go ahead. There you go. Well, I was going to say that um, when you think, when you look at nature, you can see wind, wind is going like this. And it's even, it's an even keel. And then you look at the waves of the ocean, they're going like this. You look at the trees, they're going like this. Our breath, the amount of breath that you take in is the breath that you take out. So when you're always giving, 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 but you don't receive at the capacity that you give, that's not even, that's out of alignment with nature. When you receive at the capacity that you give, abundance makes its home in your life. So that was a lesson, that was a lesson that I'm still learning, but once I got on that understanding, I actually didn't have to work as hard because I actually made space, there was breathing room. When you work out, you don't just work out, pop, 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 pop. You work out and then you need time for the muscles to actually grow. So when I was taking time for myself, my giving muscle was growing. When I was taking time to, to give, my receiving muscle was growing. So that was, that was nature made. So it just, it has to flow like nature and anything in nature, like when, you, when you're a part of nature, you benefit from its reproduction. So when you say there's no way of being happy, there's no way of being truly happy if your heart isn't healthy, what do you mean? Well, not if your heart isn't healthy, if you're not healthy. Like if you're not healthy, because you can only reach a certain level of, happy, of happiness, but if you're not conscious of your health, which affects your heart? 
100% you're overcompensating somewhere else in your life. It's your heart. It's the thing that has you alive right now. And your health, the healthier you are, the healthier your heart. So you can have a certain level of happiness, but when the heart is actually involved, you'll experience true, you'll, you'll experience true happiness. Like your serotonin comes from your heart. That's a chemical that comes from your heart. Yeah, man, this has been freaking amazing. Uh, there's been <laughs> so much value in this. Uh, I love it. I appreciate you so much for getting on with this. Where, where can everybody find you on social media, follow your journey, buy your book? Where can they get all you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram, garen.jones. Uh, I, I, I use it all the time. Um, I have, there's my website, garenjones.com. Um, and uh, I have a book. It's a number one best-selling book called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life out on Amazon right now, anywhere around the globe that has, um, that has Amazon, paperback and audiobook in English and in Spanish. We're currently working on the, um, uh, I meant audible, not audiobook, but um, we're currently working on the audiobook, which will be in like interview style format. And so you can find me there. Um, I read all the messages. Well, at least I do my best to read all the messages. And I can't wait to connect with each and every one of you. Amazing, man. I do to wrap this up. I've got one final question for you. Are you ready? Yeah. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give him 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? You know what to do. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.